Scream Queens for this week is over. And that's what we're talking about here today on most shows recapped here with uh, myself, Rob Sestino, Josh Wiggler, and Antonio Mazzaro. Now here are the three guys that are pledging uh, what would be a PSR. I think I <laughs> a five Pi, Pi, Sigma Gamma. Pi. Welcome. Welcome to most shows recap number four. Today we're talking about Scream Queens and then later some American Horror Story. Are you guys ready for this uh, very October appropriate podcast? Yeah, man. Uh, Chanel Ween has come early. <laughs> I think we should do Sester Ween for sure. Sester Ween? Yeah, we could do it. Any I don't want to do Sester Ween if that's okay. Can I Can I <laughs> yeah. pass on Sester Ween? Uh, how about uh, Joshua Ween? Joshua Ween? Wiggleween. See, this is all know. starting to sound really, really bad. You uh, really have to have that O in there to really kind of separate the words. Mazzaroween. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. All right. So here we are. We are live here on Blab.im for our weekly edition of Most Shows Recapped. I am on the road in San Francisco today. I'm actually at the headquarters of the illustrious Blab.im. And, How is it there? Can you tell us anything or is it top secret? It's very top secret, but it's very nice. It's very nice. It's much. There's more than just this room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it looks like a cool room, though. It's a cool. It's a cool room. I found out that there are people like around the clock working here so much. There are people that actually live in this room that I'm podcasting from. Are they in are the room right now? They're, no, they're not in the room right now. You kick somebody out of their house for this? No, they're out. They're working during the day, but then uh-huh. at nighttime, then I think people sleep in here. So you're so. gonna you're gonna take advantage of their space while they're gone. I assume. These, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm podcasting. Yeah, explore the space. Just mark it. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. So this is a very, a very fun trip. And then uh, we're going to be doing a live show up here tomorrow. Uh, Tyson Apostle is here as well. Going to be seeing him in a little bit. So a fun trip planned here for San Francisco. But here, Tyson do. Tyson is at the zoo right now. Yeah. Tyson is getting a VIP tour of the zoo right now. He is loving monkeys, if not keeping calm. Yes. Yes. And uh, but I am here with you guys talking about Scream Queens. Yes. So who got the better end of that deal? Tyson. No, you did uh, no, you I, definitely no, he gets like, that. He gets to hang out with monkeys. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I like you guys. I but. don't think there's any proof of monkeys. Okay. He might yeah. be able to get to hang out with one monkey, but Rob gets two. Yeah. <laughs> is it possible that Tyson is the red devil and this is just an alibi? The monkeys, yes. The monkeys are just his alibis. Yes. Uh, from what I understand, <laughs> he is getting a VIP tour of the bear cages. Wow. So he's, he's seeing bears up close. He went into the bear pit. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Big mistake. Yes. Yeah. Regret that immediately. So let's get into uh, this. Uh, first off, uh, how are you guys doing today? Antonio, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful fall day outside in my neck of the woods. How about you guys? I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. Just so-so? Yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. It's, everything's all right. Everything's okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Tell us more, Josh. Are you all right? No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing. This isn't therapy. I, I pay money for that. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is your time, everybody, not mine. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Scream Queens. We have uh, one thing a week that we talk about here on most shows recapped, and we're going to dive in. There have been to date four episodes of Scream Queens airing on Fox, uh, from the mind of Ryan Murphy. It's actually an all Ryan Murphy show today. That's right. All Ryan Murphy, all the time. All Ryan Murphy horror anthology all the time as well and american horror story isn't a horror comedy technically but it kind of is anyway so it's really all horror comedy all ryan murphy all the time on mm-hmm. some form of fox network okay murph shows recapped murph shows, shows recapped yeah. Good. Yeah, well we do love murph uh all murphs these days are good it's murphs. Yeah. yeah yeah so 
can we just uh, set up for people who don't know about uh, Scream Queens? We are going to spoil plot points uh, from this, but I don't know. Again, and this is like a show. I don't know how hard it is to like until you get to the end and okay, who the killer is. I don't know how much there is ultimately to spoil. Like, I kind of feel like uh, that there's like uh, there's a lot of people dying, but nobody, uh, nobody that's like super a main character. Right. Yeah, there's been deaths. I mean, we're going to spoil, I'm sure, some death scenes and things like that. But there's no, I mean, I guess there's no killer identity to reveal. But there's people who are at least in cahoots that we yeah. can talk about. Hashtag cahoots. Hashtag cahoots. <laughs> Hashtag cahoots. So there's some things to, to spoil. But again, if you're not watching it, uh, this is going to be a fun uh, catch up on what's going on. And if you're watching it, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. But I do I, I do think it's a show potentially in peril of uh, not fulfilling. It's I believe it's a 15 episode run that uh, Fox is uh, just in following the ratings for this. Uh, it did not start off strong and has continued to hemorrhage viewers, uh, even though it's a show that I think is fun. I right. think that uh, it is, I think, very much in peril. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it wasn't doing well in the ratings. I got to say, I'm not shocked that it didn't premiere huge. This is something that Antonio and I uh, were talking about offline recently, that that premiere is long. That is a long premiere, two hours in one night. And it doesn't, I don't know, I, I like. I really love that first hour. And then the second hour right afterwards, it's kind of a lot. So I would not be surprised to hear that people kind of just jumped ship halfway yeah. into the thing. So Scream Queens uh, through four weeks, and again, we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know the good and the bad of it, but just to give you a sense of where it is in terms of uh, where the ratings are, I believe that it had uh, so the premiere came on with you know four uh, four point four. Uh, for the premiere, then 3.46. Uh, and this doesn't count a uh, factor in DVR stuff. Right. But uh, the following week, 2.97. And then this past week, uh, three, uh, 2.39. Not so, terrific. Not, not terrific. And like charting downward. And yeah. you got to think with the with the show's pedigree and with the names that were involved that they did not they I'm sure they expected a lot more, uh, not just that it's low, but that even the way it came in was probably way lower than they had wanted it to premiere. So, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. I at 15 episodes. That's going to be I mean, ah, that's a lot. That's a and lot. Again, that's a lot to do. Yeah. This is a show that makes a lot of sense here in October. But right. as we move past a Halloween month, again, I'm not quite sure how much, uh, you know, this show fits in tonally with what's going on. But and uh, let's let's uh, not spend too much time worrying about this up front. But let, let's talk about Scream Queens and the, the good and the bad. Uh, Josh, do you want to start off? Well, yeah, I mean, I I've enjoyed this tremendously. I, I just binged it. You know, this was a show that a lot of people who've been listening to most shows recapped and just post show recaps in general have been asking us to talk about. So this is really this was a demanded show. This was a demanded subject to talk about this week. A lot of you guys listen uh, or watch Scream Queens. Rather, I hadn't been watching it. I binged it this week. I think it's very, very fun. I really like the cast. I'm a huge Emma Roberts fan, and she's playing a perfectly Emma Roberts character here. I think it's very ridiculous. The violence is absurd. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, Coney, that's my favorite character, short-lived as he, <laughs> as he was. Uh, so there was lots, lots of really fun stuff. I thought it was a really fun five episodes. I'm really curious to get the Antonio Mazzaro take because yeah. I know Antonio... Well, Antonio, it's not going to be a counterpoint. I had warned Rob about this, that I had heard from Antonio that he didn't love the pilot. Because Antonio, you texted me and said, Scream Queens, no, no bueno. No yeah. good. Not great. Antonio has watched Scream Queens twice now. 
Yeah, all of the you know, episodes. You, you came around on it? I he did came around and then came back around. Antonio has watched the five hours of Scream Queens twice. I'm somewhere in the middle now. I'm retired, keep in mind. Like I don't yeah, I don't currently yeah. have a job and I don't ever want another one if I can avoid it, but I don't think I can. So yeah, I, I did come around. That Josh, as you said, the pilot is a little long, and by a little I mean at least double the a length lot, it should yeah. be. And I really found the characters to just be totally despicable people and of course once i sort of embraced that the show didn't want me to necessarily root for these people and wanted me to kind of root for them getting hurt or punished or bad things to happen to them and for me to try to find the good people among the group i was a little better with it and also i did laugh a lot regardless of anything else and regardless of how much you have to suspend your disbelief on certain of the storylines i laughed a lot each episode has at least one or two sequences that were really, really, really funny to me uh, and very smart. And whether it's Ariana Grande texting with her murderer in the first episode, that was great scene. hilarious. Yeah, great scene. Or, or just, you know, the, the Backstreet Boys kind of face off in the streets with the two red devils. Like there's always something that's making me laugh in these. And it's a really easy show to kind of enjoy in the background or enjoy without really turning on and thinking, wow, I wonder if the composition of that shot means that they're saying so-and-so is an icon right. that should be revered. It, there's not there's not that element to it so i did come back around because i think i just lowered my expectations and just sat back and enjoyed it yeah i think i'm in the same boat that i think it's a, a really like clever smart show i mean it's highly offensive i mean there's a, there's so a lot offensive. of things on this show I, I really i can't believe i don't know if it's on eight o'clock or nine o'clock it's probably uh i mean the premiere had to have been on eight o'clock on fox i was very surprised that they get away with a lot of the things that they do i mean these characters are all despicable between uh i mean there are characters that are highly racist uh sexist you know every Everything is lots of this terrible of this. people. It's gory at times, but I feel like it's a very, very fun show. It it's really cartoony feels like, gore. Yeah, I, I think it's really it's it's what you're saying. I think it's the content can be really racy mm-hmm. uh, and, and potentially racist. Racist, uh, yes, as, as sexual, as, sure. Yeah. yeah. So th- I think it's really more of that. I think that 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 is uh, that's the more controversial stuff. I think like even thinking about the dude who gets his arms chainsawed off that was so clownish. It was so goofy. So that part never really bothers me, but. There are parts that are like, whoa, you can say that at nine o'clock on Fox. Okay. But one of the things that they've done a really good job of, uh, and I really love this in a TV show, like where it really focuses on the world building, where it's like you're starting to get a sense of like all of the different characters in this universe. And it's done a really good job, I think, of setting up like life uh, at at this college in some of the ways like Community did, where there's a lot of recurring characters. And they make really good use back to, you know, flashbacks from 1995 and coming back to like what different characters are doing and, and, you know, different people on the faculty and stuff like that. So it really is a, a, a very fun show. And in terms of like what they've been able to do, I just am very concerned about its longevity, both in terms of the ratings and in terms of how long can they play this out even beyond one season? Well, yeah. I believe I believe that the premise is similar to American Horror Story, at least in, in what I've been seeing and reading up on it. Uh, it's described on Wikipedia as Scream Queens as an American horror comedy anthology. I think that it's taking that American Horror Story approach where every season would be a new type of story. I don't think that it would be the same sorority story if they got a season two. Sounds like maybe they won't get a season two. And maybe that sounds like that's not the worst thing in the world. Maybe it sounds like it'll be a really fun 15-episode one-off Scream Queens. And if it 
doesn't do particularly well, that's a, that's a shame for the people who haven't been watching because it is a really fun show. But it could just end up being a really tight, enjoyable, one-off thing. I'm totally down for that if that's the worst-case scenario. And I don't think that they would just scrap it unless the ratings got really abysmal. I'm sure that they would let the show finish its run. I think that the Ryan Murphy pedigree, I think that Fox obviously wants to be in the Ryan Murphy business. It seems like that you know he did Glee for all this time, and then with the success of American Horror Story, it feels like that they come back to him and like, well, give us your new American Horror Story. And this is almost like, to me, American Horror Story combined with Glee, combine those two things, and that's what this is. Right. Yeah, and this is on Hulu. So I don't know exactly how those rate. I mean, those ratings are poor regardless. But my guess is a lot of the target audience for this show and probably in the next few weeks is going to take a look at the show on Hulu, especially. And I, it's easy to pick up that way. If people have access to Hulu, they can get right in there and they can binge. It's bingeable show. So I think there is hope that the show could sustain or level off. But those ratings are pretty poor. I don't know. I think of think of other shows like Desperate Housewives was a mystery. Uh, the mystery was solved by the end of the first season. And then it was kind of more of what, like, I guess you would call it like an evening soap or like a, you know, like a drama. Uh, Pretty Little Liars is a show that has uh, mystery elements that really drag the mystery out. But it's really interesting because there's another new show this year, uh, Quantico, which is a mystery. And I don't see how that show uh, lasts into a second season in a way that I'll enjoy it. Uh, and that's why for this show, I'm I'm okay just taking it as it is, because if we only get the one season or if we only have whatever we have, I think it'll still be good. That said, I felt like, you know, the sorority basement where they hide all their secrets. Yeah, we saw the bathtub, but who knows what other stories are in that basement. So I think there is the opportunity to kind of tell a little bit of a different story season to season. Uh, but maybe we won't see that. And maybe that's not their intent, as Josh was saying. Yeah. Can we talk about some of the people from uh, the cast? Because I feel like it's a really great uh, cast, and there's a lot of really strong performances all over the board. Yeah, yeah. we should do that. Let, let's set up the let's set up the premise really okay. quick. I feel like that that's something we ought to do. Antonio, do you have a good read? You've watched this twice. Can you boil it down into a digestible chunk for people who haven't seen this? What are people and, getting into if they get into screen? And, and once you boil it down, can you put it into the deep fryer? Yeah, yeah, and I can grind some bones, and then we can we don't want to want to foul up the plumbing, so we have to maybe let it bleed out a little bit first. Yeah, I'm in for that. Um, yeah. Scream Queens is an interesting show. There, with a title like Scream Queens, it could go in a lot of directions on title alone. Uh, Brutal but title. Ter- it's a terrible title. I thought that this was a reality show based on the posters and the name. I thought this was a reality show to find the next horror actress that was going to be on Fox. That's too good of an idea, Rob. You need to put that one in your pocket. You should yeah. for the uh, archival it's a version. Horrible, of this, terrible name. It's, no good. Very bad name. It's, it really- it's, it has you have no idea what it is it it speaks nothing to the fact that it's that it's a comedy that it's a horror comedy it's just it's uh, i think that's the biggest problem this show has yeah and it's not i mean it's cougar town level bad title in terms of it's not that the show isn't necessarily about that kind of thing but it really is not i I don't know if they wanted the word scream in there because there is a little bit of similarity to the movie series scream even though that also has its own show on mtv so I think I that's part of the problem too. I think yeah. there's a little bit of crossing the streams. It would be bad. Crossing there. the screens, the screams, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, this set it, it's set at a fictional university. I think it's called Wallace University. It centers kind of around Kappa Kappa Tau sorority. Uh, we find out that there was a, a horrible event that happened at KKT uh, in the nineties, <laughs> where instead of helping a woman, a young woman who just gave birth in a bathtub upstairs, uh, the sisters decided they had to go dance to TLC's waterfalls. The I woman, mean, at least ahead. they have their priorities straight. Yeah, I well, I mean, you know, you can't leave TLC hanging. You, you can't know. do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You learned that in college, I think. Did you learn that in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My I wife know, is a big TLC fan. She's made sure that I'm aware of this information. Yeah. Did, they did, do make really great use of the music uh, throughout this show also. And there's a lot of 90s music that comes up in, in this show. And like all of the music sequences are also great. Yeah, yeah, and I think that some of the music is there. I think it's a little bit of the mystery too. So there are elements of that. I make playlists. We see we see CDs, nineties music, etc. But there's a horrible thing that happens in the nineties. We flash forward to modern day at this same university, and uh, bad things are happening. Uh, a killer in a red devil costume, which is the school's mascot, seems to be targeting the sisters of the sorority. There's some kind of belief that's burgeoning that maybe it's related to this incident that happened in the past. Who is the baby uh, that grew up and maybe they're, they're kind of playing that out and it's all done in sort of a serial comic kind of uh, horror movie, like like scream kind of way where it's a little bit aware of itself and it's very funny. Yep. Pretty much to a T that's what's going on. And uh, it's fun. I like it. Great premise. And as you touched on really early on, Antonio, these people are almost Every single one of them, supremely unlikable. Uh, and I think you got to get on board with that fast or you're in trouble. And I yeah. think it, for me, it's really easy to get on board with because it's a comedy. And comedies are fun when you hate just about everybody. Uh, and it works. I mean, you, you like Gracie. Gracie's a nice yeah, I person. See, I would argue the opposite. I, I she's like kind of she's boring. The only redeemable character. And she's incredibly boring. Yeah, I, that's that, what I'm I saying. tune out when she's on the screen. Yeah, her, stu- her stuff is boring. And everyone else is super hateable and mean. And they're very, very fun. And you can, and it's great. And when every other scene, except for Gracie, right? At least they tell us that Gracie's the baby in the bathtub by now. Like, come on, she absolutely is going to be. Let's just let's just get a, let's get that out of the way. That'll be. I think that's right. And I think we could have an episode called "Say Goodnight, Gracie," and she could die in that episode. Wow, be happy. Wow, Antonio, you don't think that maybe there's a swerve? They're trying to make us think that she's the baby in the bathtub, and then ultimately she's not. There could be a swerve, but I think that it, I think that it makes sense that she would be the baby in the bathtub and not related to the, not linked to the killers, that she doesn't know what's happening, but she also is the baby. Uh, and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on there because of Nas- Nassim Pedrad's character, because of her father. Of course, anything on this show could be a swerve. I mean, literally everyone's been positioned to be questionable as the killer. We have a relative of Charles Manson. We have uh, somebody who likes to watch horror movies all the time. We have somebody who happens to have the red devil costume in his closet and is a stalker. We have a dad who's obsessed with the nineties and playlists. We have so many, we have a Dean. We have at least two people confirmed in hashtag cahoots with the red devil. Yes. Hashtag cahoots. So Gigi confirmed Nick Jonas confirmed. Yeah. So there's a lot that is uh, absolutely happening here uh, where we're positioned positioning many characters for being i mean there could be four red devils at this point and i wouldn't be surprised yeah. thousand red devils 
A thousand red Six devils. A thousand red devils, as many tabs as Rob Sestamino has open on his web browser at a given time. That's right. That's right. I mean, are you guys super interested in who the killer is? No. I kind of feel like that they're just going to just feed us misinformation, and I'm not even thinking about who it I is. I don't care. I'm not tracking it. I don't, I, I don't care who the killer is. When that is revealed, I'm sure it'll be very fun, or it'll be right. anticlimactic and everything else that came before it was really fun. But I think to Antonio's point about the show, like you're not looking for like shot composition you're not looking to see you know related to that like i'm at least for me i'm not looking at the clues i'm not looking at trying to solve the mystery i'm just trying to enjoy myself this is a show where i actually really pretty much just shut my brain off and enjoy myself and that's really fun to do every once in a while not a ton of shows that i'm watching let me do that right now and it's a really fun show to just say do your thing scream queens go at it go kill some people chop off that guy's arms yeah uh, so no i'm not i'm not following it at all i don't really that care. is why i watched it a second time because i literally knew nothing about who the killer might be the first time i watched it i was just enjoying it and i watched it the second time paying attention to these clues and i took notes and i think at the end of it i was like why did i do this like why, <laughs> why? not that I, i'm upset that i took the time but why did i take notes on who the killer might be like why because did, you're, why? Retired. you're retired you're yeah. retired you need, you need, you need a hobby and i need yeah. sudoku or something man yeah. come on um there's no scream queens subreddit where they're like following this stuff like serial and sort of like breaking it all down with transcripts let me, let me check that right i now. didn't I, I that is normally a move that i make and i check but i could not bear uh, um, to, to do that yeah, Reddit, Scream Queens Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash Scream Queens is just dedicated to actual screen, screen queens of, of horror. I was going to uh, say, actual, that could have gone very yeah. wrong, Jeff. Yeah, just for, and for a second I looked there and I thought that it was bad. I thought that that was not good. <laughs> and I it, think that even if you think deeper, it's probably not good, but on first glance, it's okay. It's all right. We're it's okay. probably Scream Queens TV or Scream Queens Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Vossler in the room says r slash Scream Queens TV. But I don't even think that the stuff is holding up in terms of like, it'll just be like the Scooby-Doo thing where at some point they'll just take the the mask off the person and they'll be like, what? This person? Yeah. Like, how did you get away with it? And even though Chanel like, four. Yeah, and, and, it's and, probably Chanel number four. Like, I don't even know if ultimately that there's if there are clues along the way, like this isn't going to be like the mole or like where it was like uh, they'll, at the end, they'll reveal like how this one person did everything. Yeah, no, I'm not on mole patrol for this one. I got to say, <laughs> I, I just I, I'm not looking. Like I said, that. you should see my notes because at the end of it, I'm just angry with, I'm just angry with myself. Are they handwritten notes? No, no, no they're smeared in bodily fluids on my oh, wall. God, oh, God. No. No. Uh, yeah. Well, you, I got really got into the spirit of the show. You know, oh, you know what you got to do. I mean, did you what? draw any conclusions from the notes or it was just like, you know, <laughs> just a complete like, uh, you know, uh, mishmash. It made no sense. The conclusion was I should look for a job. But uh, no, I didn't draw any other conclusions. Uh, I just love the mental picture of Antonio huddled over a laptop, just like feverishly typing so many notes about Scream Queens. That's so good. Here's a note. Red Devil sees Grace in basement and does nothing. That's one of my notes. You know, like that's the kind of insanity that I let this show pull out of me. But they are they are doing that. And what I don't know is through the, the episodes that we've watched, I don't know if it's clear that you know, we will be able to signpost. I mean, no matter I, no matter what they do, I don't think they had a plan per se about how it was all going to play out. Um, 
And they, they, then it was one of those things where you can go back and watch and be like, oh my gosh, the mug says Kobayashi. Like that's right. where it came from. Like, I really don't think that that's, that's present in the show, but I do think that they've set up enough red herrings that at least a couple of them are going to pay off and you'll be able to piece a little bit together. And they seem to be really trying to end each episode on a big note. Like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is this person. Oh, I can't believe that. So they're trying to build that sort of mystery, but I don't know how serious they're taking it. Yeah. Is there any chance that Jamie Lee Curtis's character is the killer? Sure. Of course. Of course there's a chance, right? You know, yeah. Jamie, even, even though she was the killer in Scream 2? Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't the killer in Scream 2. She wasn't in Scream 2. That was some other lady with short hair. Get okay. your ladies with short hair straight. Uh, no, but she's, you know, she's the iconic, she's one of the iconic Scream Queens. You know, she is, uh, she is OG from Halloween. It would be very fun to subvert the protagonist as some sort of Scream type killer. Uh, I think that there's so many suspects on the board, though. We know that she's up to no good, that the kind of things that she's been doing in the past are not great. She's boinking students. She's, you know, burying bodies in ditches in the 1990s. So even if she's not the killer, she's awful. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I think that there's definitely a chance that it could be her. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the show makes it a little obvious that it's her and that, you know, that it seems like a red herring, but making it so obvious that it seems like a red herring could itself be the red herring. And so I think with this show, anything's possible and we don't know exactly where it will come back around to, but keep in mind as well, I really don't think there's just, I mean, we know that there's at least two people with the red devil costume on we've seen a third person wearing it and it was just somebody from one of zayday's classes so there's probably several people doing this and probably several people with several motives and i think that when it, when, it, when all the dust settles we're going to see that play out for sure yeah I so she could have been one of them for sure yeah all right in terms of some of the other people that are that you are liking or not liking on the show i almost feel like we should have a scream queens draft but uh who, who are some <laughs> of the other, who are some of the other favorites that you are uh that i guess let's let's do the likes and dislikes okay. josh i know you're a big fan of chad radwell uh chad radwell is the most absurd character on the planet that guy is great glenn powell i haven't seen him in anything before at least not to my knowledge i guess he was in the dark knight rises this guy uh as traitor number one uh, it's a very big role for that guy. But no, he, he seems to be, you know, this seems to be his first really big role. And I think that he's really relishing it. He's having a very fun time. He's highly offensive. He seems to be a ladies man who is not very good in bed unless you're Niecy Nash. Uh, I think he's I think he's hilarious the way he talks. He's so he's such a fast talker. Nothing that comes out of his mouth makes any kind of sense. There's that great speech he gives about why they should uncancel the canceled Halloween. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, how did you get into this school? You're so dumb. Uh, so I, I just I just love how dumb that profile is encouraged, Josh. It's basically the same scenario. <laughs> it's so Gerald Kennedy Jr. Yeah, it's so good. It's very fun. So I, I love him. I think that he's he's ridiculous. And his Backstreet Boys scene was spectacular. Yeah, he's re really, really fun. And, uh, and just... Uh, Fantastic. He's yeah. really, yeah, very fun character. Uh, I like I, his creepy death obsession. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that he just like goes to graveyards in the night and rubs one out on the grave if he finds one that turns likes, him on. That he likes, yeah. That's ridiculous. I, re- I really liked his uh, breakup scene uh, with Chanel. That, that, Which that one? Whole, yeah, the whole, the whole uh, <laughs> sequence where then uh, he went back uh, and then went to, uh, uh, back, to the, back to his bedroom with uh, Oliver Hudson. Uh, and then she comes in the next day. Uh, all that was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was really really funny. He he's just a he has a lot of the funniest kind of scenes because I mean when you first meet him he's literally on the quad or whatever driving golf balls into people and that's what he that's what he really enjoys doing. He he really just wants to keep it in golf balls at the gay rights kids and the hippie kids. That's what he wants to do. So that's a kid that in in college I would have probably wanted to murder with my own bare hands. So I appreciate that he's being played for comedy here. Dark. I really like Denise Hempfield. Denise, I'm team Denise Hempfield. I feel like Denise Hemfield is like a Leslie Jones character. Uh, yeah. I feel like that this, like there was a Leslie Jones skit playing Denise Hemfield somewhere for four or five minutes. She's shouting her own name and saying really weird things that she likes. And What's then we got friend's name, John Dell. Yes. And, <laughs> and my whole, friend, John Dell. Yes. That's fantastic. I just love Denise Hemfield. Uh, that they're, they're, they tread a very fine line with that character becoming, I think, um, I don't know, let's say a little too stereotypical, a little too kind of on the nose or over the top. Uh, and I think that that's, that's very difficult, but I think that they, you know, they, they've shown her to have some kind of ability, uh, whether or not she's totally off base or not, she's not totally inept. She's actually really pretty funny. And uh, I love how her pride in her job is probably my favorite, specifically the company she works for is probably my favorite thing about her. Yeah, no, she's very good. I like her a lot. Who's your favorite, Rob? Who do you like? Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. I, I don't know if we said enough about Jamie Lee Curtis and how uh, great and deadpan she is in terms of comedy on this show. She's real. She's really, really funny here and uh, really great as like the evil. Uh, what What is her title? She's Dean. She's the Dean. Yes. She's the dean, yeah. uh, dean Munch. Uh, so she's uh, she's uh, really really great. I also uh, am happy to see Nassim Pedrad here. I didn't know she was in this show when we started watching it, but uh, she is very funny, and her character is. Uh, I don't know if she has like some sort of like uh, mental block, or she's just a weirdo where she's stuck in the nineties. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't know exactly why. I mean, I think that that could be a character note that comes back into play. I have in my notes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Bring up the notes. We want no, to see. No, no. But I do think that that could be a note that comes back into play. Yeah. That's yeah. why she can't get past 1995 is because of whatever traumatic event happened at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We also, you know, and they have this, they close out. What is it? The third episode where she's like in, in the haunted house. Yes. And so I, so, but she's uh, very, you know, I, Never uh, on Saturday Night Live, I feel like, did they actually figure out what to do with her, but I'm happy to see her uh, used in a good way here. Yeah, no, this is one of the questions that we got sent in for this podcast. is from our buddy Mike Bloom, who said, are you guys happy they found a successful vehicle for Nassim Pedrad after Mulaney crashed and burned? Well, they found a vehicle. They found a vehicle. Right? <laughs> yeah, she may be the... Uh, it remains to be seen. Successful is maybe yeah. over the top. But for her for her as a showcase, I think she's she's really... She's showing some very, very funny stuff. Um, I really like Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, as uh, Chanel number three. Just like sort of like the really acerbic Chanel. Uh, the one who may or may not be Charles Manson's daughter. Yeah, she's great. I love those earmuffs. She's like a grown-up Louise from Bob's Burgers. She's great. Like, she's always wearing those earmuffs. And I don't yeah. know... Like in the first 
episode, she has them off for a little while, but then after that, she's constantly rocking those earmuffs and making them, I think, maybe into a fashion trend. Is this going to happen? Are we going to bring back earmuffs? Maybe. Jessica, Jessica Frey in the chat room says the earmuffs are a nod to Carrie Fisher. Uh, I guess the, the, hair. the Princess yeah. Leia look, yeah, the buns, the cinnamon bun hair. That's, uh, that's Yeah, that's fun. I don't know. Everyone kind of looks like an anime character on this show. Like everyone just has like really flashy, bright, poppy clothing that I feel like I would never see in real life. But then again, I'm very far removed from my <laughs> college days. Yeah. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe this is how the KKTs of the world rocket. Uh, but everyone just looks like a cartoon to me. Yeah, it really stylistically is uh, shot. Every scene like is it looks interesting. Doesn't look like anything else. Yeah. Uh, were either of you guys, I never, somehow I, you know, I, I work for MTV and somehow I escaped ever watching a single episode of Glee. Never seen it before in my entire life. Were either of you guys fair weather Glee, diehard Glee, I don't expect, but have either of you seen it? And how does this, you know, measure up to what was being done on the show, if so? Antonio? I'm not a Gleek by any stretch. If you had me being a Gleek in your, uh, in your bet, I'm sorry I, you lost. And that was a dumb bet to make. But uh, I have seen a lot of the show. I probably watched the whole first season. Um, I think it's twice. similar. Not, not twice. I wasn't watching for the mystery. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there, there's very similar moments. I think, like, for example, when Chanel, when, when Chanel is very upset at one point, she's marching down the hall in the, in the premiere and the pilot and Ariana Grande is there by her side and she's flailing her arms around and just marching down the hall. That was a very glee moment to me. There's kind of these over the top, uh, kind of silliness moments. I think that plays really well. I think grace is a character who you could see on glee is like a character you want to root for in the midst of all the other horrible people. I wish there were plenty of on glee. Um, but yeah, I don't know. AJ mass who was on last week after the, uh, after the show on most shows recaps here, we kind of talked a little bit about it. He is somebody who I've seen tweeting about Scream Queens. And he said that he thinks they were totally trying to go for like an area between American Horror Story and Glee. Uh, is that Rob, do you think that 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 fits with what we've seen? Yeah, I totally agree with it. You know, it's funny. I was uh, reading up about it on the uh, the Wikipedia page and they actually have a uh, quote in uh, the reception uh, to it. And uh, our very own Terry Schwartz is quoted yes! on, the Wik- on the Wikipedia about this. Uh, and uh, she uh, talks about how um, or um, that, uh, and she actually she gave it a very a very high rating, but also nine point seven, nine point seven. But in uh, the reception, uh, that uh, that another person on Rotten Tomatoes said that it's too tasteless for mainstream viewers and too silly for horror enthusiasts. So if you're like an American Horror Story fan, if you're like a gore fan, then not Al Gore. If you're like a person who really is maybe. like, maybe perhaps, uh, if you're like somebody who's really into horror fare, then this is too cartoony for you and uh, not scary enough. And if you were a gleek, then this is too tasteless and gory for you. So unfortunately, it's in a bit of a no man's land in between Glee and American Horror Story. Yeah, I mean, there's a real sweet spot that you got to hit if that's what you're aiming for. And maybe it's just a little left or right of center. You know, maybe it just did not quite hit the bullseye for some people. I don't know. I, I find it very fun. Right. But, but I, can, I can see it being hard to bridge those two audiences together. You know, the, the center of the Venn diagram, maybe, maybe there's not a ton of us in here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 
it's very college. College is a, is a no man's land between high school for kids uh, and adulthood. So I don't know. I think it kind of fits with the, the setting a little bit is that, is that, yeah, of course it's going to be a little silly because it's a little bit of the, the high school element. Cause these are young college kids, but of course it's going to be a little adult because they're learning to be adults. And I think it all plays in there. For example, there aren't too many horror movies that have a, a death scene as funny uh, as what was happening with Def Taylor Swift, which was amazing. That's so offensive, Dev Taylor Swift. You think oh. so? That's too offensive. That, that's like Family Guy level offensive. It, it feels a little Family Guy to me. A like her, I mean, her, like I don't know. Like what was offensive that she liked Taylor Swift so much? I agree with that. That's pretty. Offensive. I don't know. Just calling her Dev Taylor Swift just repeatedly. It's just kind of like I don't. know, Somehow the show is able to pull it off. Like I don't. I don't get hung up on it or anything. But it's just kind of like I stop calling her that. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, that is. It was. It's pretty tough. I mean, there's. There's one segment that says, well. If you don't, if you can't laugh at everybody, then you're, you're saying that everyone's not equally human. But on the other hand, referring to somebody by their, you know, immutable characteristic, you don't want to say like black somebody or Italian somebody. Right. You can say deaf all the time. But that said, it was pretty funny. My, my favorite thing about Taylor Swift, my favorite thing about her though is she thinks everyone's always talking about Taylor Swift. And that's all she wants to talk about. Like when everyone is screaming, she says, are you guys singing Taylor Swift? Why would they be singing Taylor Swift? It's hilarious. What a shame that they would kill that character off right away. Cause there's lots more humor to be had in that. Or would that joke just get old after a while? It would get old pretty quick, but I think they could have done a little more for sure. Okay. Yeah. Have we talked enough about uh, Emma Roberts also? I don't think that you could ever talk enough about Emma Roberts for my taste, but I know that this was the big repellent for you, Antonio. You did not like Chanel. You were very turned off on Chanel very fast. Did you ever come around on that? Did you uh, ever come to appreciate the goddess that is Emma Roberts? No, I didn't. Are you anti Emma Roberts or just the character? I don't, I, I mean, I didn't even know who I, I, maybe I'm crazy or stupid or all of it. I don't, I didn't know who Emma Roberts was. I never knew for what, what, what should I know her from? What is her she's, big? She's the daughter of Eric Roberts. That she's, I know. That I know. The niece of Julia. That Roberts. I know. I know that as well. What has she, she ever was, done? She American was an American, she was an American horror story. Um, she okay. was, uh, I don't want to spoil it because I, I don't know if everybody, the here, Millers. We're, I don't know if everybody here has seen Scream 4. She's fantastic in my book in Scream 4. She is terrific can scream for and i think that 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 this role in a lot of ways is a real call out to that character that she was playing there um i love her i think she's great and i think that she's so game to just play the meanest person in the room and she just she sells it so well and she sells being pathetic so well like every single time she comes back to chad even when she's coming up to fire and brimstone and then like just immediately reverses her opinion she's just like oh will you take me back and all this stuff i feel like she's very she she is i don't know what she's like in real life obviously i can't imagine she's this awful but she's so game for being so awful and she's so convincing in it that it just i love it every single time yeah i didn't know that was her in screen four i thought that was jamie lee curtis but i uh i I, I, a young time traveling jamie lee curtis i know but you don't know the state of mind i was in when i saw that movie in in 1997 Oh man, I wish if I only had a time machine. If you only, if you only knew, can you tell us? I mean, this sounds (laughs) off. Please show your notes, Rob. Off the podcast, I could talk about. Wait till we go off the record. Yes, this is good. good. It's like when I saw the second Lord of the Rings movie. Talking trees are no fun. Um, (laughs) Let me just say. Let me just call the Ents, Antonio. I know what they're called, Josh. All right, I know what they're called. I just also know they're terrifying sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Okay. What I would say about Emma Roberts is what I, one of the things I like is they are sort of balancing her character out. Like I like when, for example, she said like my parents didn't even call me on my birthday and she makes it clear that her parents are kind of 
horrible people who have never really treated her very well. Uh, her dad won't bail her out of jail because it wouldn't look good politically for him because he's about to endorse somebody. Like I, I like that they're giving her character a little bit more of a rounded note because she's just insufferable on the, the pilot. And I wanted her to die like right away because she was right. She was all the ists. She was yeah. all the ists. Yeah. And I, Emma Roberts can be a great actress and I'm glad everyone knows her from American Horror Story and Scream 4 or whatever those other things were. I appreciate that. I'm I'm sorry that I she's not all over my radar, and she's very very good in the show. Uh, but the character itself is just insufferable. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're trying they're trying to make her more well rounded. But I think that that's the point. I think that she's supposed to be insufferable, and I think that she's so good at it that uh, like it's just it's just a total mission accomplished for me with her. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Uh, we probably haven't we haven't really talked at all about Leah Michelle as the newly minted Chanel number no. six who has this sort of she what does she call herself a switch hitter and I don't think she I don't think you that word means what it think what do you think it means uh, eventually learns that she should be calling herself a double agent where she seems like she's Chanel's best friend always calling her mom you're my moms you're all my moms you guys are kind of like my moms uh, and then you're she's like also girl. yeah and she's also oh that's weird uh, she's also trying to like take Chanel down so she has this two pronged agenda and she's just so freaky and weird and you have to imagine that she is somehow involved with the Red Devil but then again you kind of have to imagine that with just about everybody yeah she's great I actually went into the show totally blind not looking at the cast not looking at who would show up not lo- not knowing anything about any any of it except for that it was kind of a horror show and that's all I knew and so I thought wow that girl with the neck brace on she really looks like Leah Michelle. like this guy he just can't get past women who look like Leah Michelle. I guess yeah <laughs> then she takes the neck brace off clearly Leah Michelle. like clearly Leah Michelle. so she's doing a fantastic job I'm a big fan I really do like Leah Michelle. And I like her in this, especially. I think that that character is really interesting because as you were saying, Josh, we don't really know what her motives purely are. Maybe she's a switch hitter uh, or a secret agent or whatever you want to call it. Maybe something else is going on there. But I think Leah Michelle is doing great. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I do really like about this is that in this in the world of this college in in KKT, you know, it, they treated there's eight people in this sorority, but they are treating like the politics of it the same as House of Cards. Like, <laughs> like there are eight people in this sorority, but the, but women are are ready to kill, like literally kill people to get to a position of power in the sorority. Like there's eight people in it. Uh, it's it's so silly. It's crazy. It's so crazy. But I do I love that they take it so seriously. Yeah, it is really, that is really funny. And, and, and there is that element of the Frank Underwood kind of, you know, uh, just machinations that are going on, even with the hydrochloric acid incident with the spray tan. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like they're, they're, this is a hilarious kind of scenario. Yeah. No, and all for what? So they can be future network news anchors. That's, uh, really that's the goal. Thing. That's the goal. Everyone wants to hit Fox News. Yeah. So very, uh, very, very fun. Uh, Scream Queens airs at uh, 9 p.m. on Fox on Tuesdays. If people yes. are looking for it uh, in in their listings, Josh, do we have questions uh, yeah. from the audience? Yeah, we've got we've got tons of questions. Um, I can't access the question section here on Blab, but I got a bunch of other questions rounded up. If one of you guys wants to try and field that, uh, but I've got a bunch of questions over here. First off, Matt Ligori says, "Why doesn't Rob take a page out of Chanel's book and call all of the co-hosts Rob One, Rob Two, Rob Three? No, I, I, that would be confusing. Would that be confusing podcasting? Yes, I think so. That's, that would, that, that's why I already had to be the Rob that sucks. 
Yeah, that's true. I'll be Rob three. Yeah, Rob three. Rob three Mazzaro. I'll take it. Uh, Matt Lagori also wants to know DMK Ding Mary killed the Red Devil killing you with a lawnmower to the head, mm-hmm. Chanel killing you with your face in a pot of boiling no. water, or the Red Devil stabbing you to death as you get one last tweet in. I think likeliest for any of us in terms of death is going to be that last one. Yeah. And again, uh, what a great scene and uh, that was. I am no Ariana Grande fan, but I, I, re- I really did like that. That was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Do you but- think that that was self-referential at all? Because clearly like the Chanel thing is a dig at Taylor Swift. And I think that there's a lot of like uh, anti-Taylor Swift kind of joking going can you on. Go, can you go into that? Why is that anti-Taylor Swift? I think that's something that she does. I think she she selects certain of certain of her social media followers out and gives them gifts and treats them really nicely and gives them special attention and stuff like that. Because that so was the I, one thing that uh, like there was that I think it's like the third episode that starts off with like yeah. the five ten minutes about Chanel Ween and I'm like I don't get I don't understand this at all. I don't understand why all of a sudden she's a famous person and they say oh it's she's yeah. not she has she's she has less than eight hundred Instagram followers but, yeah. but people are are like when they get something from her and she's like sending them like a box of blood and people are like oh my god no i, I, just, know, I didn't understand had, i think she did christmas i think she called it like swiftmas or something like that and she sent christmas gifts to her fo- certain of her followers and they made she made like a big youtube video over it and everybody watched it like i really think that's what happened and i think that this was definitely directly making fun well, that's of a big mistake nobody should take an anti-taylor swift stance on anything yeah, yeah, that's true. She like she, if she although if she finds out about this, she might just say, "I hate Scream Queens. I can't believe." And then all of a I sudden, she might have already done it. it. That's what happened. Oh she, yeah, maybe. she shut it. She shut it down. Uh, no, I see your point, Antonio. That's ratings. Ratings gold. They need to get in Taylor. What's it called? What's her group called? Rob. Everybody needs to join her. Her Swiss uh, squad. The her squad. squad. Yeah. yeah, everybody needs to get in her squad. If you're not in her squad, the show's not going to succeed. Oh yeah. my god. That sounds great. Uh, Here's a question from Umberto, which relates to this last one. If you were Chanel number two, what kind of tweet would you have sent before dying? Hmm. You'd probably just be tweeting out a link to a podcast. Probably. Or or like uh, like RT, if you'll miss me. (laughs) Favorite if you won't. Yeah, favorite (laughs) if you won't. You're going to get a lot of favorites just because it's the easier thing to push, I feel like. Yeah, I think so. It's not personal. And we just yeah. want to send you some sort of recognition. Yeah. I love that people weren't believing that she was dead because they kept putting pictures on her Instagram. I know. Yeah. So what's going on with that? Is that like a weekend at Bernie's type thing or like, yeah, it feels, it feels like someone, around? Yeah, someone's got the body. Someone's got the body and is just like posing it in Bel Air. No good. Just yeah. drinking again. Yeah, it's good. All right. This is from Jessica Frey. What are the chances Nick Jonas is one of the murderers? Uh, well, he's certainly in hashtag cahoots. We see him at the end of the pilot. He pulls the strip off of his throat, which how did that convince anybody? Let's, let's not talk about it. Better not to talk about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. The fair coroner enough. said that they, they, were, they say like five times. The coroner said it was suicide. Yeah. How did the coroner? No, forget it. The coroner is the red devil. Better that has to be. It has to be like for it to make any logical sense. It has to be this grand conspiracy involving the authorities. So it's not going to make any sense. So just don't bother. That's that's what I wrote at the end of my notes. (laughs) But but you got to imagine Nick Jonas is not done with the show. He'll come back. Oh yeah. There's more. There's more to do there. Uh, This is from Kurt Connor. If you three were to get roided up in costume coordinated to seek vengeance on the Red Devil, would you use the Backstreet Boys soundtrack provided? And if not. What would your song be? First of all, I, I think it was a great choice. I yeah, think it was great. 
Actually, it's a great choice. But what would we do? What what? Let's make it. Let's make a call right now. Let's, Rob, let's do you have a good it. Billy Joel song that we could uh, murder to? Uh, I don't know. That, I don't know if that would work. I feel like we. Oh, need to, you had to be a big shot. I, I think. I think you need to keep the '90s theme uh, in play. Could we be like uh, "Color Me Bad"? Mm. Nice. <laughs> All for love. Yeah, that would, good, that would be a good. I one. feel like something, something like that. I think that that would probably be uh, the most, uh, most fitting. What about Millie Vanilli? Yeah. What about uh, could we be like Hanson and do like Mbop as we're that's like, the only song they have right? over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they have two nights worth of music. So I hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about that, waterfalls? Waterfall. What about no? Or is scrubs? that already claimed? No scrubs. Oh, I love no that's scrubs. Classic. I'm down with no scrubs. I'm into oh. it. Yeah, like that would that. be a good one to murder too, because you would just be murdering scrubs, bunch yeah. of scrubs who didn't deserve their chicken parm. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of cockroaches, a bunch yeah. of cockroaches just stomping on them. Yeah, this is a follow up question from Zach Vossler, and which one of you would most likely be the one whose arms were chainsawed off? I mean, pick any one of us. I feel like Antonio has a shot here, and then I think it's between me or Rob is going to get our arms chopped off. Well, Rob could. I mean, Rob, could you work without arms? Do you think you can make it work? Uh, no, so we'd need more uh, developments from Siri. I mean, if somebody came in and edited stuff for me, I think that that would probably <laughs> like uh, and like hit hit like I, I could probably you know hit start <laughs> with my nose yeah. and stuff like that. So I voice mean, activated. It would not be. It it wouldn't be the end, but it would be uh, require like uh, a lot more a lot more assistance. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's good. Uh, and then Dustin wants to know, can you really get both your arms chopped off by a chainsaw and live to tell the tale? Will Hester and Candle Girl pick a side and make Zayday the new Chanel? So those are two questions in there. First off, I don't know. Can you survive that? I think more implausibly was just the fact that he seemed totally fine. Yeah. He was just, like, he was just kind of shocked. He was ready to to go back to business. I blood loss. You got a lot of blood loss going on there with no arms. I yeah. I think that that blood loss alone, you're in some serious trouble. But he's fine. They said it was an attempted murder, so he's okay. <laughs> he's doing. You guys fine. like Candle Girl? Are you laughing at Candle Girl, or is that a little too mean? I don't know. She's a vlogger, Rob. I feel like we yeah, should. Yeah, no, I'm not her. loving Candle Girl. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good. I didn't we, love it. I feel I like no it's opinion. poking a little bit too much fun. It it's getting a little too close to home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have a bunch of questions tying Scream Queens to Survivor. Let's just pick one. This is from Jessica Frey. Who is the Chanel of Survivor and who is the Hester? Corinne Kaplan is the, the Chanel. Chanel. <laughs> and, uh, or is it Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the Hester, uh, I don't know, Sophie? Wow. But Hester is like a, a suck up. Well, that's actually pretty good because she sucks up to coach and talks smack behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty great. Good. Actually She's yeah, playing really both good. sides. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That's yeah, good. Pretty that's solid. Solid. No follow-ups. Uh, those are all the questions I've got. Unless you guys uh, cherry picked anything from the chat. No, um, the, uh, the, que the questions are showing up there. So uh, we are, you're, you're seeing them. We've got a new question tab on, on the way from what I'm hearing. Okay. Well, we've got we've got a few that I can see so far. Jessica Frey asking, "Do you love nachos so much to make it all your passwords? Do you love anything so much? Let's get into our passwords." No, let's not do that. Let's not. Do I, that. I I will say this: almost all of my passwords do have a commonality. I won't say what it is. Why are you revealing that on the internet? No one's gonna hack me. Bring it on. Bring Alberto it on. has a grudge against you right now. <laughs> yeah, he does because I don't like Quantico. He made sure that you guys have double the amount of props, exactly double the amount. Of props. <laughs> He's coming after you, man. Your so shit's not fine. safe. That's fine. Not safe. Wait, what um, is this about Quantico? I want to hear more. 
Yeah, actually, can we hear a little bit more about Quantico? We haven't really talked about it on the air very much. Sure. I mean, you, I feel like you guys are pushing my buttons a little bit here, but that's fine. I don't know. We're not pushing your buttons. It yeah. Seems, yeah. Humberto is not pushing my prop buttons, and that's what's going to happen here. No, Quantico is another is another new show that has debuted this year. Uh, it's another one of the mystery shows. I saw, I, and I apologize, I don't know who it was. It might have been uh, Jay Frey in the chat saying that they like mystery shows and I do too. And I wanted to like that about Quantico and it's got a really, uh, there's a lot of really attractive people on that show. Oh, Uh, but, but it it takes itself a lot more seriously than scream Queens. And I think that it it wants to be kind of like in the, the Shonda land type mold of, uh, you know, like a, how to get away with murder that has a mystery, uh, but it has, you know, young, attractive people on it. And you're trying to figure out week to week what's going on. This show is just not that good. It isn't right. in that same class. Um, the lead performance is very good. It's very kind of uh, pulpy or or cheesy in some respects. Uh, if you like mystery shows, uh, then I think it's watchable in that respect. I, I wouldn't take it too seriously, and I'm not bending over backwards to recommend it by any stretch. Well, I feel like we're going to have to get into Quantico at some point here just because of the hard thumbs down from Antonio. Well, the thing is, like, I, I didn't like it, and I'm still watching it. So yeah. then maybe that says something for me. Right, I mean, well, how is it doing? I feel like with these mystery shows, it's like once I hear that it's not like a blockbuster, I'm like, I, I'm out. I don't want to get burned and be one of these people that watches eight episodes of something. Quantico's doing, canceled. Yeah, it's doing really well. It picked up an episode, extra episode order. Uh, there, there's, It's got a couple of things going for it that's really uh really you know really big uh priyanka chopra is the star uh she is a huge star from bollywood and so i think that there's a there's a big hook there because she's an established presence in you know a huge kind of industry that this is her first real foray into american television or american film uh and so this is big for her i think so it's doing well in that respect like i said it did pick up an additional episode order but I don't know. It's hard to really kind of define what's doing well. Empire was a smash last year and is sort of uh, bleeding some viewers away this year. We don't it, I don't think the traditional ratings models really capture who's watching the shows and how they're watching them anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I think this is a show that that will that will get its full season pick up and, and go from there. But I don't see how it can last more than a season, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, just the ratings in terms of uh, viewers in millions premiered at 7.14 and then uh, second episode was 6.98 but then kind of a big drop off into week three with 5.75. Still better than the premiere of Scream Queens, but uh, it seems like that that was a big drop from 6.98 to 5.75. Yeah, that's because people like me watched a couple episodes and said, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah. But uh, I think it did grow in the, in the demo uh, week to week in its second week. So I think that um, there are not too many shows, I think, this fall that have been doing that. That The key advertising demo, 18 to 49, Quantico grew from week to week between its first and second week. And I think it was the first show that did that, the first new scripted show that did that. So um, it has some, I think, key factors actors kind of going on for it but it's going to be hard i I think people watch these shows nowadays i know i'm like this and maybe you guys are as well rob you said if you think it might get canceled you're jumping off for me uh if i see a show like this that's a mystery that doesn't require me to pay very close attention that is kind of fun uh, and fast-paced i'm saving it that's something you can easily binge Mm -hmm. uh without having to really sit back and maybe a lot of people are doing that maybe a lot of people watch a couple episodes and they're like oh i'll look at that later like I'll, i'll i'll view that one later i'll save it for the summer when i can knock them all out at once 
Josh, Great Quantico sidebar. I enjoyed that tremendously. <laughs> Josh, uh, do you want to talk about uh, what uh, you've been uh, covering on American Horror Story? Sure, sure. I mean, because it's related to what we're doing here on Scream Queens, and I won't talk about it much. We'll start wrapping up. But uh, American Horror Story, it's it's into season five already. We're two episodes deep. It's I, I think it's been really, really fun. I've been kind of fair weather with American Horror Story with season three and season four. I liked what I saw of season three. I did not like what I saw of season four. Um, I was feeling a little bit uh, jaded on the Jessica Lang type of characters, where she's always playing the same person over and over again. And I feel like with her gone, I want to see her come back someday, but I don't mind her being on the bench for a little while. And in her place, we're getting Lady Gaga playing this crazy, sex-hungry vampire in this hotel in Los Angeles in the modern day, in this spooky hotel that has all this weird shit going on. It's very, very fun. We're recapping it here on Post Show Recaps, and my co-host is a doozy. It's Stefan Fishback. Wow. Stefan Fishback and I are podcasting about American Horror Story every single week through the rest of the season. No Survivor talk whatsoever, other than like three minutes at the top of the show, which I thought was pretty funny. But other than that, it's all American Horror Story all the time. So if you're not an American Horror Story fan, but you're a Fishback fan, go get your fix. It's really fun. He was really on point. And he described American Horror Story to me in a way that I hadn't really thought about it before in terms of what the appeal of the show is. In that so many shows these days, he describes it as you can see the bullets coming. Like, you know, you know that some sort of big epic betrayal is on its way or some big death scene is about to happen. Things are just set up in such a way that you can kind of see how the cards are about to fall. And any given scene of American Horror Story, you have no idea what the F is about to happen because it's so balls to the walls crazy and anything is possible. It's a very ridiculous show. It's disgusting. It grosses me out. Every single time I watch it, there's at least one thing that happens in this most recent episode this week. Some woman gnashes her teeth. She just like grinds her teeth into oblivion and spits them out at a kid. It's horrible. It's really, it's really, really. <laughs> I'm really looking at Rob's face right now. It's he really looks, gross. It's really, he's really not terrible. Not on board for that. It's yeah. really gross. There's a reason it's, why I don't recap that show. It's a, it's a very, very, very gross show. But there's always something to talk about with American Horror Story. So I'm really pumped that we're talking about it here on Poster Recaps. It's a show that I'd been hearing from a lot of people that they wanted us to be recapping it. It's obviously a huge show. It's you know one one of the big shows in the conversation these days so it's happening here on post show you guys should go check it out it's on post recaps.com right now josh i know you mentioned that um you guys on the podcast will be kind of spoiling by talking about some of the previous seasons of american horror story but i'm correct in assuming anyone who hasn't seen american horror story can just jump right in and watch this season and they're really not going to be any any the worse for it is that correct that's correct i mean you could just watch season five and you don't have to have seen seasons one two three or four to get what's going on uh apparently all of these stories take place in the same universe uh this is something that came uh to light i wasn't watching freak show but this came to light and freak show in season four that there's confirmation that american horror story all of these different seasons are in the same shared universe don't know how that works because so many of these people look so goddamn like the same uh but they all exist in the same same universe same story going on but you don't need to follow any of that in order to just to just follow one season um what as you pointed out what i would caution you is if you're interested in going back and catching up some of those seasons uh we're spoiling the bejesus out of them you know we're, we're just talking about them it's happening but i also kind of feel like this is in a way an unspoilable show because i could tell you that this person got sewn into a bed after he was killed by the addiction demon and that just you know that sounds like something that's going over your head and even if you know that that's coming nothing can prepare you for how gross it will be 
Uh, so a lot of it is in the visual, and I can't spoil that for you. So it's a it's a fun it's it's a fun show in a way. It's really nasty. It's really nasty. It's a fun show to talk about for sure. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time with with hotel. All right, so check that out on postshowrecaps.com. What night does uh, American Horror Story air on? Uh, it's Wednesday nights, and we're looking to record those on Thursdays. So expect them Thursday afternoons or Friday mornings at latest. Great. All right, yeah, good stuff. What's going on? All right, what are we talking about next week? Um, we're talking about superheroes. Super we're going to talk some. We're going to talk some soups. That's another thing that I hear a lot from people: is why don't we have a superhero show on post show recaps? One bandwidth. Uh, we don't have the bandwidth to do the regular superhero show every single week. There's, Emotional. Is emotional bandwidth is really what I'm talking not literal. about. Yeah, not literal, not literal bandwidth. Uh, but there's so many shows in, in the superhero genre out there right now, from, from Gotham to Arrow to Flash to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's so much going on. Uh, Supergirl is going to be premiering um, a week from this coming Monday. So next Friday, we're going to bring in, to my knowledge, in the post-show recaps world, the superhero expert, we're bringing in my Daredevil co-host, Kevin Mahadeo, is going to be popping in. He's going to school you guys on some superhero stuff. You two in particular, I know that Rob and Antonio, you guys aren't hip to the arrow flashes of the world. I know, Antonio, you've been trying a little bit of the flash. So he's going to school us on what we're missing out. Anybody who isn't watching that stuff and anybody who is watching that will we'll hopefully have a good conversation for you people as well. So I'm really pumped about it. Always love talking to Kevin. Been a minute since I've talked to him, so it's going to be a fun show next week okay looking forward to that is you have a hashtag for this episode oh man antonio is there anything good oh my gosh I, hashtag cahoots, cahoots. <laughs> is, is, is the hashtag hashtag cahoots yeah i think the like, hashtag is like, out hashtag cahoots like like hashtag team wentworth yeah yeah i think that's what we're doing okay yeah. Hashtag, hashtag cahoots. All right, good stuff. All right, so next Friday, we're going to be talking superhero shows. A- anything, any homework that people should do to, for next week's show? Um, I don't know. I mean, binge watch all of Arrow and Flash. If you've got the time, you probably don't. Um, no, go, go cherry pick some episodes if you haven't seen it before. Uh, you know, watch the premieres of both shows, uh, especially Flash. I think Flash is a really strong show. I think that Flash is, Flash is one of my favorite shows on TV right now. So go watch the premiere episode of Flash at the very least. Watch the premiere of Arrow. Get a feel for it. Arrow is a very different show now than it used to be. We'll get into all of that next week. All right. Good stuff. All right. Uh, thanks so much, everybody uh, who checked out the show live. Uh, greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next Friday to talk superheroes with you. Leave us some comments on postshowrecaps.com. Josh and I will be back again live this Sunday night to talk about the Walking Dead episode two of season six. You can also hear our feedback show. Plus, Josh and Antonio have new episodes of the Leftovers uh, recap up as well. And then also Fargo this week. Yeah, with Jeremiah Potts and Pan Horse. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Potts and Pans. Yeah. yeah Leftovers is a very straightforward show. Kind of, you know, there's nothing really to talk about, but we managed to make it work. That's incorrect. All of that. Complete opposite. The fact that we do make it work. We make it work, but there's a lot to talk. Yeah. Not to mention, we'll also have a new SNL recap over the weekend with myself and Rich Tackenberg. We'll talk about the return of Tracy Morgan to SNL. So plenty to do. Check out postshowrecaps.com. Check out our iTunes feed at postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye.